Almost a weekend and you don't know what to do Or you just need something fun to listen to Southside Pod! Yes, we're on the Southside air Pod. And the gang's all here, all things on the Southside We're listening to the Southside Pod Looking for the best Southside breweries Or you might just need an awesome place to eat Green, Blue Island, Beverly, pay listen, all sub to your tuned in to the Southside Pod. Southside Pod! Oklahoma, Midlothian, Old Fort Chicago Ridge, Flossmore, and Bridgeview, you're listening to Southside Pod! A lot of theories right now. Oh, really? and with this whole UFO thing, oh, yeah. with, the, with okay. the UFOs flying yeah. around. Some yeah. people believe that they're in the Antarctic and the Arctic, in the on the poles and well, things like that. There's a it. secret yeah. society that has spacecraft. Now you are my most cynical friend. Yeah. And you Everybody's constantly just friend. say BS to everything. No, at some point I say I believe everything. Okay. Because how so far you believe we, you believe in this? Think about a hundred years ago. Okay. Technologically wise. And where we are today. Or technology-wise. Technology. Technology. Are you talking about technology? Okay. I'm talking about technology. It's a different thing. (laughs) Okay. But think about it. Not your way, my way. Okay, I'll think about it your way. What am I supposed to be thinking about? Extra L. L. No. Okay, fine, fine. All right. Fine. Keep going with your point. Is there a point? Yes. Okay. How far we've come in the last hundred years? Very far. And like... If you said anything 50 years ago about what we have today, people would be like, no way. Are you kidding me? Come on. We still don't have flying cars. 50 years ago, they had the Jetsons that were flying cars. There were robots flying cars. There's jetpacks. People are like, where's my jetpack? There's jetpack. There's flying cars. I don't have one. Nobody has a flying car. There are flying cars. Who has a flying car? Look it up. I mean, there are robots. Look it up. Look it up. I'm sorry. Have we reached the point of the night that when you're... You're hit with something where you're clearly wrong. There are flying Your cars. response is look it up. There are flying cars. Just Google it. They're Who not. Do you know? They're Who not do you like know the flying cars. a lot of research Nobody. on this. Nobody. On Who do you internet? know the flying Are we talking about if they exist or if they mainstream? What do you want to know? It's not out of the realm of possibilities that with there's With the exception other life of forms. a prototype, do people own flying cars? No. Okay. Your what were point. we talking about? We were talking about UFOs. the possibility of aliens and UFOs and the yeah, and AR possibility of anything as. as do you unlimited. buy the UFO stuff? Sure. You believe it. If not, I ask you right now... Not necessarily. I don't believe in it, but I believe that it's a possibility. Okay, so here's the thing. Because my kids have asked me this. Do you think that there's aliens? And I've said, I think it's far more possible that the UFOs are something that just our government or another government doesn't want to tell you about. I agree. Or, worst case scenario, there's just a completely different civilization that we haven't found because we've only explored like 10% of the oceans and we don't even look at the Arctic, right? right? But there's no way, looking at how far away all these planets are, that anything came from any of them to us. Like, why would anything show up and then just spend like 50, 60 years messing with us after that long journey? I remember 1996 making a GeoCities internet account and seeing a moving dog walk across my internet page that I made and I thought it was the most amazing thing that I've ever seen in my life. Right. When I saw a video on a computer screen in like 96 or 95, I was like, this is the future. This is crazy. Right. And now where are we? We're anything, podcasting. We're podcasting. Anything now. is in the possibility, right. the realm of possibility. 
I don't necessarily believe it, but I, I believe that there is a possibility of anything. Okay. At this point. What do you believe more? Little green men or there's an explanation because it came from this earth? Column B, Chris, column B. Thank you. Column Thank B. you. Why won't he say that? He's the most because cynical person I know. Because you're saying little His green daughter man. walked into my house tonight and wanted to see a picture of Jesus on the wall, and he doesn't believe in that. But he, but his daughter does. But I believe there's a picture of him. But he, th- but he, but he won't tell <laughs> me he it. doesn't believe in little green I men. I saw it. Like what is more far fetched? I would believe in Jesus more than I believe Jesus in little green men. Jesus and little green men are on the same level. For no, me. they're not. Hundred percent. There's a lot more stories about Jesus than there are about little green. I don't men. know about that. I mean, the little green men stories—they're like the last 60, 70 years. Yeah. Jesus got like two thousand. Oh my God! Oh my God! It's the South Side Pod. It's the South Side Pod. Oh my God! Oh my God! It's the South Side Pod. It's the South Side Pod. OMG! OMG! It's the SSP. It's the SSP. Oh, oh my God! Oh my God! It's the South Side Pod. It's the South Side Pod. This episode of South Side Pod brought to you proudly by Family Waterproofing Solutions. You heard them at the beginning of the show. Our proud sponsors now have express service. Know what you want. See the cost of it right on the website. Order and schedule on-site immediately for quick service. They handle everything from bowing walls, window wells, sump pumps, gutter cleaning, yard draining systems, exterior wall ceiling, anything to keep water out of your basement. Your basement's best defense is at FamilyDry.com. We are headed to Blue Island later on in this show. Blue Island Beer Company is hosting a monthly event centered around cannabis. I am not a weed smoker. I'll be honest with you. Like a couple of times in college, I just didn't get it. And trust me, you're going to be able to tell that I am a square in that interview coming up. But first, joining me on the phone line right now, our good friend, a Southsider at heart, who is now living out on the West Coast, covering the movie industry and the entertainment industry. And it's an interesting time for Ben Belton and everybody out there. There's a strike going on. There's movies uh, coming out. And it may be the end of superhero films. And, and I want him to get into that. How are you, Ben? I'm doing good. Just got off the picket line. So I'm good. Are you picketing? Well, I have been to a few of them. So I, you know, I, of course, you stand in support of these people. They're going through, I mean, a lot of them are going through significant financial, you know, decline because of this. And also on top of that, like local businesses are really hurting. It's the writers and the actors, right? Is that basically Correct. what we have? Okay. Yep. So I think a lot of people sit there and say, okay, writers, I get it. Most of them aren't making a lot of money. Actors make tons of money, but it's not really the majority of them. It's just the big names that make the tons of money and everybody else is making a living. I have a cousin that is, he's married. Well, his, his wife as well. They're both in the movie industry, but I also know that he's explained to me like, okay, you get paid, you get paid for the time you're there. Then you're on the unemployment line till the next gig. And like a movie ends and they're all standing there getting unemployment because they don't know when the next time they're going to get another job. So it's not what everybody thinks. Like when a movie makes $200 million, everybody in the credits didn't get that money. That's not how it works. So I get what's going on. What is the end game here, though? Going into the strike for both the writers and the actors was the idea that you've got all this streaming that's coming out now. And a lot of those people were doing these projects and then they were not getting paid residuals on them. You find out about these series that are, you know, like WandaVision did great. But are the people on the series or the writers or the people getting getting money for it? Um, you know, you'd have to ask them, but a lot of them are not. So. Ultimately, when they went into the strike, uh, a lot of them were looking at how to get paid on those pieces. But then it became more about the AI because now you can generate an AI script 
You can you can have a, an actor go in for a day's work. They can get an image of that person, and they can utilize that person without you know. It, once they've signed off on it, they can use you can they can utilize that person's likeness, and they don't have to pay them for more work. It's kind of like the Star Wars thing. Like it was really cool to have Carrie Fisher look like a young Princess Leia in Rogue One and bring back Luke during the Mandalorian. But now they've kind of figured out we can do this all the time. Like we just, we can just, we can just put whoever we want to into something and not ask permission. So I get it. Here's the thing. I'm curious you on the picket lines. What is the dynamic like between the actors and the writers? Cause actors always come across very fake to me. Like I saw Brian Cranston doing his, his labor speech and he, it felt like he was just doing a character. Like, I'm sure he cares, right? But he isn't poor, but he's up there and he's doing his thing and he's waving his hand and he's like hitting his mark. And like, I'm like, this is like a dialogue more than just like a speech by somebody who's in a union. So like, what is that like with the actors, especially the big name ones? We're probably out there going, okay, this is great, but can somebody get me a soda? Right. And the thing is, is the bigger names like him are coming out to bring to some identity to all of this because who really is involved with these, if you drive by the studios and look at these strikes going on, you won't recognize most of the people on the line. You might recognize a few people here and there, uh, but you are going to see occasionally a character actor off a TV series or something like that. But the big names are not really, you know, because a lot of them, a lot of the big names are getting waivers and they're continuing to work on projects that got signed off on by SAG-AFTRA. So there's a lot of them that don't need to go out, but they're doing it because they realize that it's the people that have worked on their crews with them. It's the people that, that, that need their support to get, the, to get the word out. And that's why you're seeing that. Uh, but I do think, I mean, Brian Cranston and um, Fran Drescher have done a good job, I think, of putting a, you know, putting a really good realistic spin on, on or, or, or talking you know, talking points about like what's really affecting these people. Adam Driver was good. I saw that that speech that he gave. Yeah, because he was at a film festival and he said, I'm here at this festival because this studio agreed to everything. Yep. like if we had everybody agree into what these people agreed to. So I'm going to go to their thing and they're still going to get my star power because they're agreeing to the thing. So we're not mad at them. And I think that that's also really interesting because what you might see is you might see a point where like the big names are like, well, I'll only work with these studios because they're the ones that have agreed, but I won't work with these other ones. And that might be what breaks it in the end, right? Yeah, and I, I think what, there's a lot of talk that it's basically a lost battle right now. It looks like it, the studios, you think the studios have lost the battle? I, I do, because they ultimately, the actors are not going to return. They're, they can maybe get by without writers, but... But without without actors, they can't really do anything. I'm not paying fifteen ninety nine for for Max, and I'm not paying whatever Disney's now hyping theirs up to, and all this. Stuff. If you're not going to be able to put out the stuff, like I only have Disney right now, right. so I can watch Ahsoka. Yeah, that, that's all I really care about. And I want and like if a Marvel thing's coming out, like that's it. Like I don't even watch anything on Disney except the Star Wars stuff and the Marvel stuff. Yep. And some of the Marvel stuff has been terrible lately. So like when you get to a point where I'm like, well, there's not really anything for me to watch. I'm just going to turn off the stream and save a little bit of money. So I think you're right. I think that that's that they're probably over a barrel. It's just a matter of time. Let's talk about Disney and the superhero and everything like that. I just watched the flash, which is a DC thing, right? That mm -hmm. movie sucked. 
Ben. Yep. That movie was the suckiest Wasn't the best. pile of suck <laughs> that I've seen in a long time. I wanted so bad for it to be good because Michael Keaton was in there as Batman, and it still was just so utterly stupid. And and the ending, it made no sense. It was just they just wanted to fit one more thing in there, and it made you say, wow. But the whole thing was dumb, and I felt like most superhero movies are dumb. Like, I have not gotten into most of the things that have happened in Marvel in this phase. I like the latest Guardians of the Galaxy, but most of these movies have been terrible. I am not excited about the Marvels. I'm really not. I mean, I watched the Miss Marvel TV show. I gave it a chance, but I don't understand how you're... That just it doesn't make sense to me. We're we're trying to pull too many things in and have too many properties, and they've lost sight of what they're doing to the point now where I just don't care. I mean, what the heck? The 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 secret invasion thing with Samuel Jackson was terrible. I got to the end of it. I was like, so is the one character now the most powerful being in the universe? Like, what's the point of any more movies? Like, they I don't know what they're doing anymore. They seem lost, and I I don't want to spend any money at a theater. I'd rather just wait around till I can get it for free on a streaming service now and watch it there. Are they done? Are they dead? Well, I think the problem is is that there's really superhero fatigue, and it's been mentioned before. People have talked about it before, but even you know, you look at all the projects that have been moved back, and a lot of stuff's getting moved around because, like for example, the Thunderbolts was supposed to come out very, very soon. And it's getting pushed back because they can't go into production yet. Or they the production was stopped due to the strikes. Then you have the Marvels coming out. It's been it's been reshot, rescheduled about, I don't know, five or six times now. And you've even got the director who came out recently in an interview and said Naya Costa was like, well, these things kind of run themselves. And you know, us as directors, we put our spin on it, but really the story might turn out to be something that we hadn't planned. So you feel like it's become, to your point, a little bit of a machine. And what's unfortunate is a lot of the machine efforts used to work two or three years ago, pre-pandemic, certainly they're not working now. We see films like, for example, Blue Beetle. Oh my God, I thought that was a joke. I saw the Blue Beetle trailer and I laughed and I thought it was a joke. I was like, this isn't a real superhero. It's the kid from Karate Kid. Like, I'm not going and seeing this. Who greenlighted this movie? Like, I laughed at it. I was like, this is, what, what are we doing now? Like, I mean, they're on the back rack at the comic book store at this point. Like, there's only like five nerds in their basement that know who half these characters are. Like, nobody, <laughs> nobody, nobody wants to go see the Blue Beetle. Like, so, like, I'm serious. I've gotten to a point now where unless it's like an established entity and I want to know the next chapter of their story, I'm not really that interested. Like, I was excited about Guardians of the Galaxy 3 and it was good. I was excited yeah. about The Flash because even though the DC stuff has been hit or miss, I wanted to see Michael Keaton as Batman, and it sucked. I mean, like, th that's yeah. all I've got. And then most of them I'm just skipping these days. Well, and think of it. If you're a DC fan, which I, a lot of people are, you just watched The Flash not do well. You've seen Blue Beetle not do well. You have Aquaman that's coming out in December, and not a lot of footage has been re released, and Amber Heard is still involved with it, and she's very unpopular. And... The reality is, is people are looking as consumers and are saying, like you are, do I want to spend the money to go to theater to see this or do I want to wait for it to come out on streaming? Give me one movie before I let you go that people should go see. Either it's already out, it's on streaming, or it's coming very, very soon that Ben Belton's like, don't miss it. Well, the one that I'm hearing a lot about around town, there's two, There's and they're coming later this year. Uh, is the Killers of the Flower Moon, which is the Leonardo DiCaprio film with Robert De Niro. It's being directed by Martin Scorsese 
and also being written by the guy who won the Academy Award for writing Forrest Gump. Yeah, you, you got me at Scorsese and, I, and with DiCaprio. And I was like, oh, all right, that's probably something I'm going to end up having to watch. What's the other one? Um, as far as I'm, I'm hearing the new Saw 10 is good. Now, don't oh quote my me on goodness, that. But- Saw 10? Go see. I'm like, give me the one movie to make sure you go see. You're like, Saw 10. They're going to cut people up. They're going to they're gonna put people's heads in boxes and people are going to die, Chris. Saw 10. I... I say that if you're a horror fan, the bulk of what's going to come out in the the other one I'm hearing a lot about is The Haunting of Venice, which is the Kenneth Branagh piece. I, I want to see that because all those movies were good. Those are all off of the, the, the mystery novels. You don't realize that that's that's a that's a character with two movies already. You know, I want to say that uh, I can't remember what they are now off the top of my head. They, they did the Orient Express. Yeah. And then they did Death on the Nile. Death on the Nile. The other one. Yeah. Right. And, and, and now this is the same character. And so this, this is like, a, these are really good because they're steeped in classic books. And so because they're steeped in classic books and they have good actors, I don't miss those. I saw that one coming out and I was like, I'm definitely watching that one because I know it's going to be good. I know the story's going to be good. And I know the actors are good. And I liked the other two movies, even though I knew the ending knew it to Death on the Nile because I'd read the book. And so I was like, I even knew it was coming. And I was like, ah, this is still fun. This is still fun to watch. I've known some people that have seen it. I have not. They said it's great. Uh, the critics' early reviews have been great. Now, getting back to Saw 10, it oh, is the return. It, and, and, and I'm now, full disclosure, I have not seen it. I'm just telling you what I've heard in the community. Yeah. Uh, in, in Here in Hollywood, I'm telling you what I've heard. As supposedly they're saying it's going to rake in more than any of the, the recent ones because Kramer is returning for the first time since 2017, which is the villain uh, played by Tobin Bell. And I, I actually met Tobin at a party and it was actually kind of eerie looking at him and being like, oh, that's, that's, you're from Saw. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, I don't want to talk to this guy too long. I'm going to wake up in a box. Like that's, uh, yeah. I'm be tied to an apparatus over, over a pit of, uh, of spiders. Like, I mean, like, yeah. yeah, I would not want to talk to him. Like when he it walks was, up and he's like, hey, Ben, I got you a drink. Don't drink it, Ben. Yeah, I'm Don't not going to drink it. I, I, as nice as you might be, I'm not going to drink it. Yeah. The same way when I met Robert England, you can't not look at him and think you're you're looking at Freddy Krueger. But he's the one of the nicest guys you could meet. I mean, couldn't be any any cool. Like, he was just the coolest guy. The guy from Saw must have a very hard time getting a date, right? Oh, absolutely. Like, he picks up, he's like over there, he's talking to a young actress. She's looking at him and all of a sudden she realizes he's the guy from Saw and she's like, yep, I'm done. Like, he must have a hard time. Like, he, his first line must be, have you ever seen any scary movies? No, I never watch scary movies. Oh, thank you. Like, I mean, Thank you. He, like, <laughs> he's really cut into the dating pool. I have a friend that lived in the same building as him, and he would go sit down at the pool, and people, he, he said that people would actually run from him when they saw him <laughs> and figured out who it was, because they, they were afraid to be around him. And here's this guy, he's like totally innocent, wouldn't, wouldn't hurt anybody, and he's like, they're guy. looking... It's just the image. Probably the nicest guy. He's probably the nicest guy. Ben Belton, thanks for checking in with us. And uh, we'll check out those movies. We'll watch The Strike. I, I I just don't want to see my streaming service prices go up. That's the thing. You know, these actors and writers are going to win, and then they're going to tell me it's $40 for Disney. And they'll be like, I, I don't need to watch Ahsoka anymore. Like, that's what's going to happen at some point. Because right? then I, I got to go on strike to make enough money to pay for what you guys are making. It's a vicious circle, Ben. Well, they're saying AI with AI, the next new thing is going to be that Chris Lanuti is going to be able to actually go in, program which actors and which storyline he wants, and that you're going to be able to get your own movie made specifically for you soon with AI. I'm just waiting for AI to just take over my show, and then I don't have to do anything. <laughs> <laughs>
they they would they would lack your unique perspective then. <laughs> I have a confession to make. It's true. And I'm guessing you have done the same thing. Put more time into thinking about what's for dinner than preparing for your retirement. But if you think your retirement needs deserve more attention, I agree with you. And I want to help you out. I've got a local, experienced, down-to-earth guy who's a friend of this show. He's got a get-to-know-you approach and do-the-right-thing values. And he's been around for over 20 years right here on the South Side. His name is Tom Walsh. He's located on the corner of 111th and Kedzie, and he's waiting for your call. In times of financial uncertainty, how can you stay on track? Call someone who's invested in your success. Reach out to Tom now, 773-779-0023, or pop in at the office right on 111th and Kedzie. Tell him we sent you. Edward Jones, making sense of investing, member SIPC. It is now time for your Southside Pod Bulletin Board, brought to you by the brand new Spoken Vine Wine Bar and Bottle Shop, northeast corner of 95th and Kedzie. Really good food, some shareable things, only 21 and over. Do not bring your children and an amazing selection of wine. That's the thing. You have to remember, this place is happening. Check them out tonight, 95th and Kedzie Northeast Corner. On Friday night, the Lyric Theater in Blue Island is doing the ultimate Doors tribute. Tickets are online at lyrictheater.com. It's a nice venue, great acoustics, really nice bar. Check that out. All weekend long, Oak Lawn is having their Fall Fest. If you've been driving up and down 95th Street over the last couple of weeks, you already knew it was coming. There's been signs everywhere. If you don't need to go through Oak Lawn and you're not going to Fall Fest, I'd stay off of 95th. If you are going, American Pie is playing in the center of the festival with hits from Mumford & Sons, Nathaniel Rateliff, Zach Brown, and more. They will be on at 10 p.m. on Friday night. And for your weekend on the 9th, Saturday, and the 10th, Sunday, two days of Oktoberfest at Hailstorm Brewing. Keep the stein, keep the boot, special food menu. It is really the kickoff to all the Oktoberfest going on on the South Side. Live music at both events. Get your ziggy zaggy ziggy zaggy ready. Oi, oi, oi. Our final stop here on Southside Pod is in Blue Island at Blue Island Beer Company. But we are not there to just drink beer, although we will talk about one they have on tap. We're there for a cannabis event that's happening each and every month. You will be able to tell that I know nothing about this, but I was along for the ride. The interview brought to you by SidSauce.net. Hot peppers grown on the south side, bottle on the south side, amazing hot sauces delivered to your door. See everything they have to offer at SidSauce.net. All they were missing was hot sauce at this event. Let's check it out. I'm at Blue Island Beer Company, and I have Al. You've met Al before. He doesn't even have a microphone. He's just having a good time. And then I got Briggs here, and Briggs is running things. And I want people to understand this. Like, I'm going to say this right off the bat. Maybe once or twice in my whole life. Like, that's about it. And and I'm a square, and I'm sorry, but I want to know about your scene. I want to understand your scene. I want to understand why you're in Blue Island tonight. So take me into what this is, because, you know, for me, I grew up in a cop family. I grew up in a, my dad was like, stay away from the ganja, don't go anywhere near it. 
when I did it, like I was like, I was like a rebel. Sure. Tell me what this is about. So I'm glad to be here with Alan. Blue Island Beer Company he gave up his shop for us to be able to throw a unique experience on the South Side. Right. And that is bringing the cannabis culture together. We have seven vendors here and they all really specifically uh, uh, adhere to a certain part of the industry. So there's no overlapping and you get to see unique experiences from what we had outside. What Pong was outside? Rips. What was outside? Pong rips. Yeah. I think that's what it was. Yeah. 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 Uh, lots of those. And then of is course. Is all this legal now? It's recreationally like and medically somebody, legal as, in Illinois. Okay, because as somebody who didn't do a lot of this, yep. I just wonder, is it legal? So, and I don't care if it's no, not legal. It is. I'll turn the other way. To you? I will tell the 5-0 to look down the other street, but I just want to know, like, bong hits are cool now. Uh, bong hits are normalized now. Really? They're normalized. Okay, because I remember my first bong hit. Your face will melt off. Yeah. I'm just saying. So it's just come along to where, you know, the, the, the cannabis itself has become so much more powerful, potent, and so much more diversified with all the different terpenes that are involved. Now, where I come in is I try to play on that because my cones, I'm just an accessories guy. I, the rose, the lotus, goji berry, cocoa, sage cones, my palm leaves. They all provide a unique experience made from the plant itself. Hell, the goji berry is made out of the skin of the fruit. You can eat that and get nutrients out of it. Yeah. So, you know, we're trying to keep it all natural. Everything's hand-rolled, handmade. So, we're, you know, we're really trying to bring it back to the roots, just like this show. Vendor fee, $0. Admittance fee, $0. It's just bringing people in to enjoy all this unique innovation that's happening in this industry. Every other industry, they're kind of matured. This one hasn't even started yet. We're still in batting practice, warming up for the game. That's yeah. where we're at. And it's fun. So let me ask you a question as somebody who doesn't smoke weed. Like, again, somebody who a couple of times in his life and then never did it again. Sure. And I think about it from time to time. I'm like, maybe I want to get into that. But, you know, I like bourbon. I like beer. I'm like, do I need to add something else? I'm not sure. Are there really any differences or are these guys just making it up? Because that's how I feel. Yeah. Like you're like, oh, hey. it's the it's the red flower from the death from Death Valley, yes. and I'm like, it's probably the same weed you get in West Virginia. Like guys, I don't get it. So explain weed, that to me. Really, at the end of the day, weed is weed. It will get you high. Right. It will. That's the whole point. Now, there's some weeds that will couch lock you, which is an indica. What is that? It's an indica. That's the name of a of a sedative cannabis strain. Then you have sativa, that's the uppity. It's more of a heady high, be more creative. You can kind of last through the parties. It'll that help you finish your basement. That okay. too. Yes, you'll actually want to finish it instead of like looking at it and then worrying about it. I mean, not every measurement is going to be correct, but at least like I finished it. Yeah, okay. There will be walls right, somewhere. Right, okay. There's no uh, seven right. eighths happening. Right, okay. There's two main separate sections of effect. Indica and sativa. Okay. Okay. Uh, but with modern technology and the innovation of all these different brand new strains that are coming out, it's not even about indica and sativa anymore. It's about the terpene profiles. Uh, it's, we're getting deep there, but in essence, it's the flavor and the effect that it has on you. There's so many different variations of that. You got to go through a bunch to be like, this is the one. But once you find it, Man, you're much more productive, you're calmer, you're less nervous, you're more confident. It's, 
it's a pretty special little match. All right, so what kind of weed is Woody Harrelson turning into shirts? That's what I want to know. Absolutely no idea, because these dudes are growing some wild shit and giving okay. it wild names. Right. Like, you know, you would think like Jack Hare or Durban Poison or, you know, Mimosa. You're making all these names up. No, they're actually the main strains, but now they're like Dark Horse Matter and like Death Star. And uh, Death Star? I might that's have made that really? up. Might you're have made not, that up. But that that's up. how wild it is. That's how wild the names are getting with these different strains. Okay. It's All right. fun. All right, before we get into more about weed and the names you keep coming up with, uh, can you fact check me, please? Can you give uh, this gentleman here the mic for like two seconds? I just want him to tell everybody what beer we're drinking. Oh, I'm what, in the what shot. are we having here at uh, Blue Island Beer Company? You this know what? Is Alan Cromwell. We're doing he this runs the place and he lets these uh, he lets these guys who love weed come into his place. What once a week? Uh, once a month. Once a month. First Wednesday of the month. Our friend Brad and uh, Briggs you, from Split you, Society. You and the tornado alarms go off once a month on the at 10 a.m. Yes. It's amazing. Yeah. Think about the paranoia that weed gives you, and then the the sirens go off and everybody thinks they're being nuked. Hey, at least I'm consistent. Okay. And uh, with that, we're gonna drink the OG Five Bridges tonight. Five Bridges. That's your Thank that's you, your OG beer. Named after, are there five bridges in Blue Island? Is that There's what that is? There's a particular five bridges train crossing. The, um, uh, the the bridges right over here on Broadway in Blue Island. Right. Just west of the brewery. All right. I'm going to talk to the pothead some more. If that, is no, that okay? no, no. Talk to me. No. I'll tell you about the pothead. <laughs> I actually don't smoke on it. You don't smoke on it? Really? No. No. So let me get this straight. You have a shirt that says... Spliff Society. Yeah. You got a you got a couple of girls back here. Yep, they're selling your hard. stuff. Yep. Young ladies. I would imagine what you're you're selling it. They look like cigars, but there's marijuana in all those cigars, right? Incorrect. No. It's just the cones. So we have cones, uh, and in the cannabis world, that is a paper that's already been rolled for you with a tip, and you pack your herb in it, right? Uh, we have those types of form, but we do it with natural leaves, and we do it with natural rose petals and that type of thing. So, um, how do how do you know it's natural? I mean, I, I don't. Want, I'm not. I'm not giving you a hard time. No, but I'm just no. curious. I mean, like, I go get milk, and I'm looking at it, going, "Is this organic, or does it have a hormone that's going to make my kid look like he's 42 when he's 14?" I love that. So, I mean, like, so how do you know? that it's actually natural because you would think there's a lot of crazy people doing a lot of crazy things out there and they're trying to pass it off and make money. And that's fair. Yeah. And that is a big problem in the cannabis industry itself. People who are selling cannabis, right? Uh, it's very strict labeling from, you know, the government. They There's regulations, real strict stuff going on with those guys. And if they mislabel something, they can go out of business. So it's real tight. Now, with my product, again, not cannabis. It's just, uh, you know, the plant material that we're making cones out of. Uh, we have a Ministry of Agriculture in India. That's where all of our products are made because they're generations of artisans who've been rolling these things. They're awesome at it. Here in America, can't find one that can put a rose cone together. So we work with the Ministry of Agriculture. They send us the full report of any contaminants that are in the, in the flower petals or the plant matter itself. Then, of course, that gets certified. We do a QC on the internal, uh, and everything is washed down with purified water. And then they get to the rolling process, which is literally, a, it's a several day process that allows things to dry and, and create what we're in, the end product is. 
And you know, at that point, it's another certification. Before it leaves the country, our customs has to review it and make sure it's all kosher. Once it gets here, we do a final QC, mainly on looks. I don't have all the right. stuff up front, right? right. I'm already impressed, let's be honest. I feel like if I get like some ground round at the Jewel, it hasn't been checked as much. Well, the thing is, it's quality over quantity. Right. So many people are putting, well, I'm not gonna, there's products out there that are not worthy to be on shelves, and right. people still buy them. So why not offer a premium product that really does enhance your experience and um, fill all the smoke shops with our stuff? What would you say to somebody who walked into something like this and they're like, I never did this, I'm curious. Honestly, this is the, the good weed is all one hit or quitter. One hit, put it down, give it 20 minutes, see how you feel. Oh, I remember the first time there. I did, I just kept doing it like nothing's happening. Well, then I was really high. Like I <laughs> woke up underneath a urinal in some strange place. I didn't know where I was. Because I kept going, oh, nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. Yeah. And that's crazy. That's yeah. usually what happens to me with shrooms, but that's a whole other story. So, yeah, when you're when you're starting out, um, you, just, you just take it easy. It's just so powerful now. Um, and then be at home, be in a comfortable spot, have somebody with you, watch a movie, cook. Maybe not cook your first time. Are there movies, things that you do when high that are different? Have you watched a movie and said, this movie was funnier when I was yes, high? What, yes. what, what movie? Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> the original face melted off. So we both smoked like three rose colors. Like, this my is wife crazy. And I. Well, right. I am Groot, and you understood what he was saying. It was out of control. Right, right. Yes. <laughs> See you, Danny. Here's the thing. I've met angry drunks. I've never met somebody who's angry high on weed. Now here, thank you. This is a point that needs to be understood and explored I've never fully. seen it. And like, on the other hand, I've always felt like I could handle alcohol better than weed. Like I, like I always felt like, oh, I know where my limit is. Why is it that people on weed are never angry? You just... You're cool. Everything's cool. Like, there's no anger. Now, you go to a bar Friday night. I'm sure, Alan, you deal with this from time to time. Dudes get drunk. They get rowdy. All of a sudden, you're kicking people out, calling cops. In every event that I've been to, and I am, we're here in Chicago, right? And they're happening every week. There has never been an incident other yeah. than somebody whose blood sugar was low and they had to call an ambulance to help them. But that wasn't from the weed, right? Right, right, exactly. But it's just, everybody can have an open conversation, get to know people better. It really does break down barriers. Look at the, the demographics that we've had at this show tonight. Everybody from 21 to 70, uh, every nationality and race. It's Maybe fantastic. 75. What movie did you enjoy more when you were high? Antiques Roadshow on PBS. Wow. My wow. favorite um, when uh, my wife and I like to incredible. medicate at home. <laughs> Snuggle up with the warm dog. Right. and Before I let you guys go, one more question. Give me the one thing that when you're high that makes you giggle hysterically. The Simpsons. Antonio Banderas. Wow. Rainbow Road level Mario Kart. Can't stop laughing. You're just on a rainbow. And it's crazy. Like, yeah, right? No. Yeah. So uh, if somebody wants to catch up with the Spliff Society, how do they do that? So we have our website, spliffsociety.org. Uh, our IG is the real Spliff Society. And guys, we're all over Chicagoland. We're going to be expanded out to extra states. We look forward to you trying the product.
Thanks. All right. And all this stuff is legal now, right? So in Illinois, it is. Okay. I don't need a medical card. Nope. You, you can walk in. And again, what, you have an Oktoberfest coming soon? Uh, we have something special for you in October. Is it an Oktoberfest? We have something special for you in October. I'm so disappointed in you, but I, I look forward to what you have for me. We have something special in October. <laughs> <laughs> it's the South Side! It's the South Side! It's the South Side Pod! Thanks for listening! Thanks for tuning in to the South Side Pod! Y'all come back now, you hear?